Oliver Callan on RTE Radio 1. Now I want to welcome to studio uh, former Mees footballer and all-star Geraldine Doherty. Uh, welcome to studio. When did you win your all-star? Um, a long time ago. <laughs> 2005, Oliver. It's an exciting time in your life because I believe you're about to become a mum for the first time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, my wife is due in April. That's Leslie. Leslie. I met outside. She's a great form. She is. She wasn't so good coming up in the car. <laughs> there was nearly a few stop-offs. <laughs> serious? Honestly. I uh, think I'll be having the next one. <laughs> That's how the discussion is going at the moment, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, listen, we, we, saw, we were intrigued by your story. You spoke to the Meath Chronicle recently and you were talking about coming out and you want other people to come out. But I want to find out a little bit about you before we get into all yeah, of that. of course. Uh, particularly your footballing history because it's been an interesting week uh, and we'll We'll also come into that. But you played football for Meath. Um, what era are we talking about? Very yeah, recently. well, uh, the 2000s, I suppose. Yeah, um, would have played underage, under 14, all the way up to senior. Yeah, so had good enough success. Unfortunately, we never got over the line compared to the last few years with Meath. Unbelievable just, lately. Yeah. yeah, it really has. And being from the county, seeing the ladies went to All-Irelands, it's just, it's what dreams are made of. It's just been brilliant. So you would have uh, stopped about 10 years ago with yeah, inter-county Yeah, I probably level? stopped. Yeah, I nearly forget. A few injuries I was in and out. Yeah, maybe 2014, maybe, yeah. 2005 is your all-star. Yeah. I, I would have thought, you know, yeah. I should have had a few more. You never forget that, that moment. <laughs> uh, but it is amazing because me won the first All-Ireland uh, two, two or three years ago. Yeah, back 20, back 21. Yeah, and 22. Which was significant because obviously Dublin and Cork have been so dominant in the last 20 years. I think Honestly. 16, 17, uh, All-Ireland's between them. Yeah, definitely. Um, what position, position did you play? I was a forward, lazy corner forward, didn't like coming out to defend. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> they were the good old days of football, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Exactly. Where it's like you they stayed were. in your position and <laughs> yeah. let the halfbacks do, do their job. You uh, said it. So you were you were kind of a, a sparky forward, were you? You'd yeah, well, running. I'd like to think so. Now other people mightn't think the same. <laughs> but uh, I was left-footed, so I probably used to put people off a bit. Okay, it's going to be playing that wing. <laughs> yeah. And um, your club, what part of me are we talking we're about? We're outside Nav in Bohermine, um, club is St. Dalton's. Very close up because everything is outside of Navin when it comes to me. Oh, well, yeah, of a, course it is. Navin's the city in Mead. When you're playing a ladies football and you're, because you're talking late 90s up to 2010s, I suppose, you know, is it still kind of seen as the poor, very poor cousins at that stage? Because things seem to have changed a lot in recent times. Yeah, it really has, hasn't it, Oliver? Yeah. Definitely. Massive. Yeah, which is great to see, absolutely. And, you know, and the the support and little getting behind the the mm. game everything it's it's really everything is really positive at the moment. So in your heyday as an intercounty player, did you feel the sort of um, the difference? I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe when you look at things now and the organisation and the setup and I suppose the money that's pumped into county teams now, we wouldn't have had that. Yeah, you know, but there's no regrets. I mean, it was great fun. There wasn't probably as much pressure. You were drinking coming home on the buses from matches. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, and that would be the same in the men's as well, wouldn't it? You know, (laughs) you know, good days. It's gone a bit kind of semi-professional in many ways. Yeah, definitely. The boom obviously had a huge impact on the men's game with the just gigantic sponsorships and. And, you know, even the GA themselves have admitted that um, managers at nearly every single level, club, county at every division are being paid and so on. I mean, ladies football must feel very, that, that, that kind of widened the gap, I presume, even more. Yeah, it probably has, definitely. But, you know, I 
there look it's all it's all it's all positive Oliver you know I think people do it for the love of the game and that's what I love about Gaelic you know it really is for the love of the game for the love of your club so you know people love volunteering as well and that's what it's all about It's funny that you kind of you, you just said that you didn't really you just got on with the game didn't you you didn't really notice the sort of uh, differences No you really didn't I suppose and in Mead we're a great footballing county so mm. you would have always had good support with football in general uh, you know yeah. obviously not the same crowds but I, it's definitely improving and it's going to get there you can see the different crowds in the All-Irelands now it's 50, 60,000 for a ladies game which is it's unbelievable how far it's come Yeah in, in your in your heyday would have the crowds have been very small Oh maybe 20, 30,000 I never got that far <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we, we maybe had 20 or 30 people there Well enough but, to get an All-Star you know, so you're in you're You know it was it was great I was reading there that uh, this year will be 50 years since the first ladies um, football All-Ireland final Wow and if you know much about it, it was in Doro in Leash. It was right. a couple of hundred people and a Tipperary won it by a point uh, tip 2-3 two, Offaly 2-2 two, two. Uh, 1974 so it, it's kind of nice that this kind of merging of the Gaelic Games associations is, it has now begun finally Yeah it's a it's a long time coming isn't it Oliver and mm. I suppose we've heard about a lot of it in the last few years dual players really struggling to play both sports which it's lovely to see now it coming together and ease up the schedule for them hopefully that they can play both sports Is, is that because of the fact that it's become a, a little bit more serious? Yeah maybe so the I, high I'm, level. I'm, Yeah that's probably it Oliver, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I remember going to see Monaghan because we won back-to-back All-Irelands in the 90s. And right. my memory of it is that the crowds were quite good in Croke Park at that time, 95, 96, I think is when Monaghan, and there was, there was, a, there was a, Waterford were very strong as well at the time and Leash. Yeah, of course. I remember. Uh, but the crowds are kind of, they're, they're phenomenal now, aren't they? Yeah, of course. I was probably at a couple of them All-Irelands and the crowds yeah. weren't too bad, but nothing compared to in the last, you know, five to six years. We're not having such a heyday in Monaghan anymore. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It goes around in circles. You still definitely make a comeback. We're out of the senior at the minute. Uh, but it, it's fascinating. So tell us about your story as uh, as a player, because once you, you hang up your boots, uh, what you want to still be involved in the GA. What happens? Yeah, honestly, um, I think, yeah, it's lovely to be part of a team environment. I helped out with uh, Dunshockland Royal Gales for a few years, uh, senior ladies club. So I really enjoyed that uh, for the last three years. They were senior champions this year, so which was great. And then I suppose I thought I was taking a year out, uh, baby on the way, but got the phone call from uh, the manager, Martin, in St. Dalton's. Monaghan man, actually. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Monaghan yeah. Martin Hughes. Uh, so um, got the call and I actually couldn't say no. Um, Leslie's brother and cousin plays on the team. So I'm delighted to be involved with the guys. So I, I really so can't pass it. I'm a selector on that team. Yeah, that's a kind of big moment as well in the history of of the men's sport because so few women involved. Which yeah, is crazy, definitely, really. definitely. I think it's it's going to come in the next few years. Definitely, but when the opportunity came up, I knew it was kind of yeah. I knew it was something very different, and uh, I couldn't say no. It's uh, you know it was a great honour to be asked. So have you? You've started. We've started, yeah. Now I haven't got stuck in properly myself yet, <laughs> but definitely the lads are training hard. They've been training since November, so uh, they're really training hard now. The last few weeks they're putting in a huge effort, so it's I'm looking forward to the to the months coming. 
the selector job is <laughs> is a tough enough one, isn't it? Because over the years you go, oh yeah, selector's related to that person. This person. <laughs> yeah, well, You've outlined it. already a couple of connections. <laughs> that's and it. the pressure to kind of select the person you know, isn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah, of course. And if they happen to be the person that should be selected, then you just get a stick anyway. <laughs> you do, so you, can't you win. do. You probably can't win, but sure, it's, you know, that's the love of the game and not everyone's going to be happy with selections and look, you just get on with it. You go to the pub afterwards, have a drink and all is forgotten, Hopefully. <laughs> Will it make a difference being a woman doing it? Um, I, I really have to say I've had such a warm welcome. I don't even think the bat an eyelid to the lads. It's been no. lovely. And I know Cora Staunton is below in Mayo. She's yeah. setting the tone. So look, at it's only a matter of time before more women get involved and get asked. Because I think, is there any one woman who's the chair of the county board at the moment in Tyrone? Okay. She's still up there. Uh, they were talking about referee, referees, sideline. It's just improving a small bit, isn't it? Definitely, yeah, yeah. there is. There is definitely more involvement from the female side of things. Definitely do with female umpires. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, sometimes you see uh, the, the, the little consultation goes on. I go, did you see what happened there? Of course, of course. Women know best, Oliver. Women know best. I think so. Um, there's a message in here already asking, can anyone out there or your listeners explain why the new mileage rate from the GA for players going training is 50 cent for female players, 70 cent for men? Are you familiar with this? Why is there a difference between how is this calculated? That's from Adrian and Galway, Adrian Devan. So, I mean, if anyone out there has an explanation for the, the very weird discrepancies. Yeah, it is like 20 cent there in the difference, you know. But as we said earlier, it's probably the money being pumped into certain counties and maybe more on That's the male side. Down. So it's literally got to do with the amount of money available. So maybe the, the kind of merging will, will because it'll create that living Well, level hopefully, thing, yeah. Isn't, the, isn't that the idea? Yeah, of course. Um, I want to ask you uh, your feelings on that, by the way. I know it's it's a big political sort of a thing, but in uh, in ladies' football groups, in your circles are chatting, have they been hoping for this moment for years? Yeah. Or would they have liked to have been remained independent as their own organisation? No, I think this is really positive, definitely. And as I said, I know players that have to had to give up camogie, had to choose football or camogie. So it's, it's really positive for the players. Yeah, so it's, so it's, everyone's kind of happy, happy about it. How did you meet Leslie, your missus? Well, she plays with St. Alton's too, so we didn't have to look too far, which was great. <laughs> That's kind of handy then, isn't it? Very handy, both from the same parish, so it was, it was, it worked out well. But I suppose, well, did, were you out publicly together at the time, or did you sort of have to do the side stepping? Are you? Are you this way? I'm this way. Are you not? I was probably. I was definitely out. I'm older, obviously, so I was out the few years before Leslie. So yeah, maybe I, I think she did all the running. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, no, definitely we probably started hanging out then a bit. So then, yeah, things matured, as you'd say. A lovely and natural love story. That just yeah, well, sometimes. <laughs> Don't ruin it now. Exactly. You're, you're, too, down, you're too far in. <laughs> too far in. But, you know, it's rural Ireland. Uh, you're a GA player. Was it difficult coming out? No, I'd, um, look, I really struggled. I was in my late yes. 20s when mm. I you know, accepted who I was. So then when I eventually came out to family and friends, they were so supportive, you know, and I really had the backing of them all. So I was so lucky. And I felt that the LGFA, the GAC community is, you know, it is really supportive and really encouraging and really inclusive. It's a lovely environment to be in. So I 
feel like that it's it's very easy to come out in that kind of uh, yeah. environment. How do you do it with your team? Do you go one? Do you go one on one, or do you do it in the? In I think the, you just like um, you like Chinese whispers go around. Is that what <laughs> you did? No announcements. Yeah, I think I just told my family and friends, and then you know everyone just kind of caught everyone kind of catches on then eventually. But it's a big day when you do that, isn't it? Particularly with your family. Mm. Do you remember that? I do, Oliver. Yeah, I really do. Um, I really struggled with it. I really did. Um, I suppose I remember crying in the car to my mum, telling her, you know, that I really, you know, and and it's hard for parents to hear. And and I always remember that day, actually, in particular, um, she was worried about me not having a family. And yeah. it's actually lovely now to, you know, she's going to see that, so which is, is really nice. For sure. It's amazing the amount of people who come out to parents in the car. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> is the car moving at the time? I suppose it's no, no eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? It must yeah. be. And maybe it's easy to talk in the car sometimes. And there's also the end of the conversation because you leave the car. There's <laughs> yeah, something about there, There's a psychology there. It. it must be. Uh, so the two years are probably in floods of tears. Oh yeah, definitely. And look, it, it was, it was, I it really just, you needed to be your true self, don't you really? I was mm. living a lie for so long and I suppose I was always the loud, the funny, the humorous one, but sure, I was just, you know, underneath it all, I was, you know, really struggling myself. What did that struggle look like? That's exactly what I said, Oliver. Like I was always the loud one at football training, the funny one. And, you know, underneath when the doors are closed. Yeah, I really, really did struggle, I suppose, just yet to admit it to myself. Fear? Fear. Yeah, embarrassment, maybe. Worried about being judged. And yeah, they were probably the feelings. It's mad when you look back at it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's only now in the last few years that I actually can really talk about it. Go away. Yeah, it's truthfully, yeah. Did you need help? Um, no, no. I really talked. Talking is therapy. I really talked to all my friends. My friends were so good and my family. And once I had them, I was good. It's interesting when gay men are coming out, it's the dad that they fear the most. Right. For for women, is, is it the mam? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not in my uh, case. I, you know, but when you were kind of fear, fearful of. Yeah, it, I suppose I told my mom first, and yeah, but the the dads are probably soft. They probably accept it quicker. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm, I was lucky. I didn't have to worry about that. Who I spoke to, you know, I'm quite close. I'm close to both of them. That's great. And uh, how long are you married now? We're married. Um, I'm. After COVID, a year and a half, yeah. Always one of the, the COVID Well, we had delayed, to delay it a cu- a cup for a couple of years. We had it in the back garden, actually, a TP tent. Oh, really? So we were expecting a crowd. So really, we didn't want anyone wearing masks. So, yeah, we held it off. I totally agree. We did the same thing. You don't want to be at the wedding guests yeah, of course. around, doesn't it? It was worth waiting for. There's already a support message. Geraldine's such a lovely lady. Great role model for others. Wishing herself and Leslie every success in motherhood. That's from Peter and Wicklow. And um, Mary, Mary Coughlin is the chair, chair of Donegal GA now. Maureen from Mohill has informed us. Oh, brilliant. In, in Leitrim, they know these things. Of course. So it's exactly as you're saying, it's improving little by little. Of course. Um, how long are yourself and Leslie together, by the way? We're uh, going into our 11th year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a long, long relationship. Um, brilliant interview with Geraldine. Can she come join our club? <laughs> Love her energy, says Sinead. You seem to be in demand now. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> selector and everything else. Uh, it's a huge thing to come out as a GA player, as we said, and we we, we heard you talking about the struggles with it. Uh, Donal Cusack, it was 2009, can you believe? 
was 15 years ago this year. Uh, how many men have come out of GA circles since then? Zero, isn't it? Yeah, well, not too many. I've since looked up a couple of articles of club players coming out mm. And they're actually brilliant. If anyone is struggling, they're brilliant articles. I think a club player in Leash and a club player in Wicklow right. have been interviewed. But no winter county footballers or hurlers have come out since Donalogue, which is such a shame, really. It is because they're obviously, they're, fear, they're suffering the fear and embarrassment that we're talking about. And uh, like the GA which was actually quite involved in the the equal marriage campaign. I remember some retired intercounty players, a fellow from Donegal, I can't think of his name offhand. Okay. But it was quite instrumental, you know, because it was just, look, let's just get on with our lives and there's nothing to fear here. Yeah. And I do remember, I think there was a club final, wasn't there, a captain's speech in, in Dublin as well, where they where they thanked all the wives, girlfriends and boyfriends of the team. Brilliant. But they, they're, they're still kind of the exception, aren't they? Yeah, they and, are. And uh, what do you say, you kind of think there should be, we're, what are you saying to, to men in the GA at the moment? I, I suppose, look, like what we're after, as you're saying, what we're after chatting about, you'd love to say, you know, be true to yourself. You know, you're going to get the support. Um, it's a really good environment to come out into the GA. I've heard David Clifford talk about it. I've heard the top players speak yeah. about having a teammate in the dressing room who is gay, that there would be no issue. It's it's a, like a big family and the support is there for them. It's like the safest place because you're in among your own community. Eamon McGee was the was the player. Right. That uh, I just momentarily forgot his name there. Brilliant. Um, yeah, because there's, there's huge support for them. And it's not just players at inter-county level. I mean, there are banished doors, there are uh, officials and so on. David Goff, obviously, famously, is an out uh, referee. And uh, in rugby as well, it was the referees first. Yeah. And actually in rugby in Leinster, I think there are two out players. Yeah. One, one uh, by Nick, and one, yeah. Yeah, Neil McCarthy, is Nick it? Nick McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, so the, the rugby seems to be leading on this in the men's front yeah. uh, but the fellas I mean you, do you know privately of men who've, who are kind of out and maybe just not making a media splash about no, it? No I, I really don't Same I, here. I don't know one male yeah. gaff footballer you know of all the players that we know I don't know any What is wrong? Yeah I suppose we, we do we have to educate our, our younger kids you know do we have to make it an environment as you said talk about it boyfriends girlfriends make it comfortable you know and and try and destigmatize it really yeah, it's kind of what they're afraid of. There, there's obviously an element, isn't there, of the masculinity thing, which is coming through the crowd and into the team. Yeah, isn't it? of course. And I know there... It's a macho place, let's face it. Yeah, it probably is a macho place. And it's funny, I was chatting to my uh, 13-year-old nephew the other day and, and kids are amazing. And, you know, and I just asked him, what would he, how would he feel about, you know, playing with you know, a, a boy that was gay? And he, not a bother and, yeah. you know, would support him. And, you know, kids are amazing. And they're, maybe, they're way ahead of us. They're way ahead of us. <laughs> and maybe we have to go to them for advice. <laughs> uh, so you're you're encouraging me. Good to hear from them. I, I did hear the two Johnnies on their podcast, I think about two years ago, and they got a few letters from GA players afraid to come out. Okay. So maybe there's an avenue there. With Definitely. Because the through comedy is a good way to do it. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, so hopefully we'll hear. And by the way, we're open to the message as well. And we'll we'll treat the stories anonymously. Oliver at RT.ie's email. 51551 is the text. Uh, tell us about your decision to to become parents because that's a big that's a big moment as well yeah it, it was really I suppose we had always chatted about it 
Leslie was always the one that was going to be carrying first anyhow. <laughs> how, does that, how does that conversation go? I, I, It just, we always, that she always was happy to carry. So I didn't mind. <laughs> I let her off. <laughs> That's because you're grand, you can do it. <laughs> exactly. She's much stronger than me. Um, but maybe we started the journey um, in June. So it's been quite, it's been, it's had its up and downs. Definitely. It's not an easy place. Um, IVF. Yeah, really. We have an appreciation for anyone that goes through it now. I suppose we were very naive. You know, we didn't really know anyone who had done it. Thankfully, we had no family who needed to go through the process. But it's been amazing and, you know, we're very lucky. So what did you learn along the way? You know, I suppose Leslie started taking her medication in June and, and you know, mentally and, and physically, the effects of the medication on her body were unbelievable, you really? know. Yeah, really, really tough. So this is before becoming pregnant, is before it? Before coming pregnant, yeah. yeah and obviously, yes. Yeah, how does it affect she was very emotional. She's a very outgoing person. Yeah. Uh, wasn't feeling herself very down. I suppose you're pumping hormones into your body. It's mm-hmm. probably, it's unnatural, you know. But look, we knew hopefully that we were keeping our fingers crossed that it was going to be all worth it. And thankfully it is. And through the IVF route. So it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. Not the easiest thing. I don't want to put anyone off, definitely. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, I suppose it, it, it isn't the easiest thing. It, it, apart from the expense of it, it, it isn't easy, but it, it is well worth it. But definitely would lean on, I'd lean on family and friends for support because you really will need it. Would you start differently? Would you maybe try to seek? How do you seek out people? No, you don't. It's funny. Did you use IVF by any chance? (laughs) Can you help us out here? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny since um, Leslie has put up a couple of stories on Instagram and she's already helping out a couple of couples going through it. So which has been great. Really? Yeah. She's a dynamo. (laughs) I'm telling you, there's no stopping her. (laughs) Still pregnant, but she's helping everyone else along the way. You mentioned the expense. Yeah. Is it? it it's excru- it's a it's a big cost. It is, it is costly. We've been very lucky that um it has worked first time for us. But obviously if it doesn't work you're going back again. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And once the um the effects of 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 the hormones and everything. I mean, it, does it get easier for for Leslie? Oh yeah, of course. It, it, she did so well. She's she's very strong, so she she was brilliant. Um then you're injecting yourself, which is another part of it. But it is it is all worth it. And of course, in the background, you're you're both working. Mm-hmm. What what do you do for? I'm a social care worker in St John of God's. Oh right, God, you've got your work cut out for you. <laughs> yeah, so we're busy. We both um, Leslie works with Erlingus. Um, she's cabin crew. Oh wow! So okay. yeah, we're both kind of shift work. So yeah. yeah. It's a social care worker. That's not a, that's that's a vocational job. Isn't yeah, it? of course. Um, I work with people with special needs. Um, residential. Yeah, I mean, you love it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I do. I really enjoy it. Of course, it's tough work, but you no, know, I have a lovely staff team, lovely guys I work with. So I'm very lucky. Look, you've got you've got it all covered. <laughs> you're becoming you're becoming a mum. I wish you the very best of luck. Uh, you're the, 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 you're due to become a mum in April, very soon. April, yeah. Okay. There'll be but no it, more interviews after this, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the last we'll hear for you. But don't forget, you're still a selector for for Ultons. Exactly. Uh, look, I wish you the best of luck, and uh, I can't believe you've gone through all of that, and yet you're still here trying to save the world and save men from themselves. So uh, thanks a million, Gerald Darting. The best of luck to to Leslie Buchanan, um, uh, and everyone in all. Thank and, you so uh, much. You know, forget the Nepo babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Five one five five on the sex. I think we take we take a tune now out of this. Geraldine, good luck to you. Up me. Thank you, Oliver. <laughs>